Welcome back to the Debate Without Debate podcast. It's pretty difficult to stay fit as is, but it's probably worsened because gyms are closed and we can't really go outside to do our daily runs. So today, Joey and I are going to talk a little bit about what an ideal home workout looks like. So Joey, you're a pretty fit dude. A lot of people come up to you asking, what do you do to work out? What are you doing right now to stay fit while being at home with minimal equipment? So right now, I think I'm I'm pretty fortunate to have a background in home workouts since that's what I've been doing, um, since that's what I started doing um, when I began my fitness journey. Um, so right now, I'm doing a hypertrophy-based program where I use compound movements such as like pull-ups, push-ups, squats, dips, um, the basics of what what the fitness community likes to call calisthenics, which is bodyweight exercises. Um, and I'm using that um, usually at a difficult range or in a difficult variation to stimulate a hypertrophy response, which in layman's terms just means um, a growth response. So um, the objective being to grow, grow more mass. Okay. And what do other workout routines look like? What if someone's just trying to stay exactly as they are or lose weight? What are, what is that called? Uh, slash what differences would they probably make in a home workout? Um, it really depends on the person. If it was like a weight loss program, I think that the workout program should be catered specifically to the diet, which they have. Um, so if they're low on calories, um, they would probably want to couple that with like a high intensity cardio workout program or um, some sort of low intensity cardio. It really doesn't matter. You just want some sort of um, movement, which is continuous. So long term, like a low intensity steady state cardio would be like uh, walking or jogging. Um, so then on the flip side, if they were to do like a hit training program, they would still be in motion, but it would be slightly different because um, they would be changing the workouts based off of like a minute or second based approach. So let's talk kind of about how that materializes into a daily workout when you can't really go outside. What can someone do if they're in a HIIT training scenario? And then we'll go to your specific training routine. Uh, what types of activities can they do to get that low intensity cardio or high intensity cardio? Uh, high intensity cardio, if you're at like the bare minimum, have nothing around you. I think that you could use the movements which we did in gym class maybe. Um, so the stuff which everybody kind of disregards usually is the stuff which is best. So like jumping jacks, burpees, um, running in place, uh, running in short, short sprints, stuff like that which you can combine into what a lot of people refer to as like a Tabata which is like similar to a HIIT training platform but it's just really high intensity movements one after another after another. Um, and, and you'll definitely get the hit response, which is basically just a high um, aerobic level. So when your heartbeat re reaches a particular point, that's said to be like an effective way to, to it, it, an effective means of getting a hit workout in. Mm -hmm. um, so as long as you can get your heart rate there and get that continuous exchanges of uh, exchange of exercises, I think that's effective. So I would. I would recommend uh, a person to just, you know, run in place, jumping jacks, burpees. Um, we'll leave a sample exercise um, in the description below just so you, you guys can keep track of all this sort of stuff and all the movements which you can uh, weave together along with maybe a link to um, a sample hit program, uh, which we found online. Fantastic. And so you mentioned a word there, Tabata. 
Um, and I know we've talked about it a little bit, can, but can you inform some people about kind of the history behind Tabata workouts as well as what the duration of it is like? Um, I, I'm not an expert at this sort of stuff. I've only done Tabatas like uh, I, I do very infrequently, but the history behind it, if I'm not mistaken, is that there was um, some sort of coach um, who proposed this idea of doing intense exercises one after another after another. Um, but the one caveat to uh, a Tabata approach is that you can't do it for a long time. Um, and that's what a lot of people misunderstand about HIIT training or, or Tabata for that matter is that when you do HIIT training or any intense form of exercise, it's not meant to be like a long-term approach. So you can do it for maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes maybe. Mm. But after that, you're going a little bit too extreme. That's where the injuries start to sink in. And you definitely don't want to be injured right now because that that debilitates your ability to move in the future. Um, so, yeah, the, the main objective is just to have short, concise workouts that are effective. Very cool. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. What would someone want to do on a hypertrophy workout? So basically trying to build muscle yeah. at the moment. What type of exercises should they do? How long should they do it? Just just walk us through kind of a routine. I think that I can walk through my routine probably since that's, that's the thing that I know best. Um, so for me right now, I'm running a program where I usually exercise um, this one specific routine um, maybe three to four times per week. Um, and on my off days, I still do some sort of exercise. It's just not as rigid as um, what it is on the days where I'm actually performing this routine. But I usually uh, break it down into a full body approach um, where I incorporate two push, two pull, and two leg exercises, or maybe more. Um, for the push exercises, I usually aim for um, three sets per exercise. Um, and what is a set? A set is basically um, a cluster of reps from when you start to when you end. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and I, I usually follow that format where I do two exercises, three sets of that those particular exercises per body, body part, um, and I usually incorporate those, um, where I, I don't go to failure, um, for the first two sets, but on the last set, I try and go to failure completely. Mind you, I'm still taxing my body the first one, uh, first set and the second set. But yeah, the, so for me, I start off with a dip for instance, and I go to a range on the first set where, my body feels like it's maybe one or two sets uh, reps away from failure. Failure meaning you literally can't do anymore or your form completely breaks. Um, after that, I move to a back movement. Um, and the back movement is usually a pull-up or a chin-up, sometimes a row incorporated. Um, and I follow the same format, three sets of one exercise. Um, and then the last last set, I go to failure. And then the leg exercise, I usually do a deviation of uh, a squat, a pistol squat, a hamstring curl, something like that. Um, now, the key is that I do my one push movement, one pull movement, and one leg movement. And then after that, 
I, uh, after I do that rotation for three sets, I move on to three sets of a different push movement, a different pull movement, and a different leg movement, just to incorporate different muscle groups and to make sure that I'm not building any imbalances. So for someone who doesn't have the very minimal equipment that we have for things like dips or pull-ups, what modifications can you do slash what type of equipment can you create to, for example, do something like a dip? Uh-huh. Um, so a dip, if, if anybody has a countertop, um, if you're in your kitchen, an island works very well. Um, you can use that as uh, basically like a homemade version of a parallette um, where you can do dips like straight bar dips, but just on the countertop. Um, we'll insert a clip or something like that um, to for you guys to get a better picture. But yeah, there's the good thing about calisthenics is there's always a way to make it work. Um, so for instance, push-ups, if you don't have weights with you, um, to add weight, since push-ups can be easy once you get to an intermediate or advanced level, um, you can use another person's body weight to lean on you or somebody to push on you so that it makes the movement harder. Um, the thing about, uh, a hypertrophy response is that your body doesn't know whether the weight is coming from a plate, a dumbbell, or your own body weight. Mm. Um, so especially at a beginner or intermediate level, um, calisthenics can work super super well for building a physique and building that tone uh that tone body which everybody wants uh, and also a lot obviously the the health aspect to it um it's less it's less injurious on the joints than um weights can be just because a lot of people ego lift you can't really ego lift that much with calisthenics because your form will break and you'll notice and it'll hurt um, so so yeah. what can people do for a modification of something like a pull-up to activate their back? Because a lot of people focus on what you can see exteriorly. So when you look at a mirror, so like biceps, chest, abs, sometimes your legs as well, but the back is very important. Mm -hmm. So what, what types of exercises can you do without having a chin-up or pull-up bar? Yeah, I just want to add to what Asher said before, and then I'll move into It's super, super important to train the muscle groups, which you both can and cannot see, but arguably, I would say that it's more important to train the muscle groups which you can't see. So, your back, your lower back, your glutes, mm. your uh, an anti, your posterior chain, all of that sort of stuff. It's super important because that's what carries you throughout your day-to-day -day, uh, movements. And especially now, given that a lot of us are at our computers, working on our back is super important. I've even noticed that my posture, and, and Joey is fixing yeah. his posture right now, that our postures are kind of getting messed up because we're hunched over a computer. So making sure to take some time to just focus on your posture as a conscious thing or to work on it in an exercise is important. Yeah. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Yeah, so if you don't have any equipment for a pull-up um, or a row, you can just look around your house and see um, if you have any, uh, like any sort of tables which you can use to row on. So you going on the bottom of the table um, and using it almost as like a straight bar to, to row your upper body up. Um, it's good for upper back development along with rear delts. Um, it's really, it, it completes the whole package. Um, you can also use stuff which if you're not really looking for the hypertrophy approach, you can use um, like a towel for instance and use it to pull your body up when your chest is on the ground. We'll give, we'll give a video um, We'll show a video just to make this stuff sort of easier for you all. Um, but the can't you can't you also do a uh, Superman, right? Yeah, that'll, that's kind that'll of activate your back. Yeah, that's why I kind of said before. But I feel like the the range of motion is best if you have like a towel or a t-shirt, um, and you replicate the movement of a pull up just on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, it, it develops a lot of mu muscular strength in the back. 
Um, it helps with your posture, which a lot of people need development uh, and, and help with. Um, I know me right now, I'm kind of slouched over. Um, so I know that I'm going to do that right after this. <laughs> but yeah, the key is that you don't need to really go to a gym to get the response that you want. Um, and it's kind of sad um, a lot of times when, when I'm watching YouTube videos and people like home workouts uh, and they make a home workout video and it's just, it's, it's frankly, it's not that great because they just don't know the basic exercises which give the response which they're looking for. Um, so yeah, the key is you don't need to go to a gym to, to get the basics down. Um, you can build a lot of muscle from uh, just training body weight at home. And sooner or later, um, after you've progressed into in, in your body weight skills, you can add weight to the body weight movements. Like I said, plated dips, um, plated pull-ups, um, plated, uh, plated uh, push-ups, all that sort of stuff. That'll just uh, exhibit a more uh, hypertrophy response even more. So. The last thing I kind of want to talk about is in the beginning you, of your routine, you mentioned that you do a full body workout mm -hmm. pretty much every other day. Why whole body as opposed to isolating per day, especially right now when you're at home? Um, I, I mean, I have nothing against a split approach to, to exercising. I usually do that. Um, the one exception right now is that we're at home and it's very difficult to, to get that full body movement every single day. So I've kind of ca catered my, my exercise program um, towards the dormant lifestyle which I currently have so I want to get a full body activation um, just so that I don't let certain muscle groups stay lax for the rest of the week and so. how long do you think people should be working out if they're at home because we're primarily having a sedentary life right now. yeah I, I think that the key isn't like how long I feel like the objective should be how much you feel it um, so if it could range from like, you could get a really, really great workout in, in 15 minutes, or you mm -hmm. can get a great workout in, in two hours. Um, but I feel like it's all about that muscular tension. And if you feel the stretch, uh, in the muscle where you're like, wow, I'm getting this pump or wow, I'm really feeling this. Then I think the objective is already, is, is already like checked off the list. Um, but I think the main objective should also be like time under tension. So how much time is your muscle under tension to exhibit that response, which you're looking for? Awesome. Any last comments before we, we wrap it up for today? I would just say, like, keep on moving. Uh, the main objective when we have things like this in our lives, whether it be a quarantine or some other factor in our lives, is to keep on going despite the fact that there may be roadblocks in the way. Don't let this uh, inhibit your ability to function in your day-to-day -day life keep on going find alternatives to the gym find alternatives to the way of life which you were living before because things are a little bit different right now um, that's never an excuse though so just keep on moving great message if you want to contact joey or me or the podcast or anything you can find all of our socials in the description down below as well as you can hit joey up to ask him any more questions and please go follow our YouTube if you want to see any of the videos that we're going to put out there for a bit more of an explanation on how to do a workout at home. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, have fun. Don't die. We'll see you. Peace.